0: Oh my wow. god! The segue was amazing. This has got to be like
1: number ninety. Fucking impressive. Two and a half or
0: something. We are. I think ninety. And we have Scotty Henderson again. What's up, bitch? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Bruce Foreman. Yes. I'd like to say a few words on behalf of the musicians union. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh Smith. Yeah. Get on your job. What's, What's All happening? Right, man. Yeah. We haven't have you, you for a, want a while. Slum with- such reprobates as ourselves dude i have your dad talking <laughs> to me a lot I like that yeah
0: joel
2: yeah my g'day dad. joel we yeah. finally got your he boy. he listens on. to every every podcast he's every a great
0: episode. man that's why josh he's a great man joel <laughs> great man he, great he man. does he emails me and he supports the show and just, he's a good dude he's a great bloke he's a good i haven't dude. i wanted to come and see you at the baked potato when your dad was in last time and i yeah, he had was an in emergency i couldn't do it but next time he comes out i really want to meet joel g'day joel Thanks, mate. Yes. Hey,
1: Joel. Yeah. Good, good luck. Really you, appreciate man. that. Is he and coming out soon?
2: He was just here.
1: Ah, oh,
0: bugger. Man, I missed him. Yeah. yeah. Joel, next trip, mate. Yell out. Yeah. I want to catch up. So what's your, what's your dad do in Florida, right?
2: He works uh, in the school system. Yeah. He like used it. to be the head of principals for the middle school in Broward County. Wow. And now he does a lot of um, freelancing.
1: Yeah. Broward is Fort Lauderdale? Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Now, yeah, and I'm from I'm from West Palm Beach. So, okay. you know, we're we're... We're Florida brothers. Well, West, West
1: Palm Beach, isn't that where like the Kennedys hang out in the summer? Palm Beach is where the K- trun-
3: don't get don't Trump get West Palm leader. Beach confused yeah, yeah. with isn't Palm that Beach. mar is where yeah, Mar-a-Lago yeah. is. Palm Beach is for rich people. <laughs> West Palm Beach is for people that serve the rich people. <laughs> okay, that's where I'm from. I'm just serving. Palm
2: Beach has the most millionaires per square foot, or something like yeah. that, in America. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: Did you guys? Did, did no, I
0: think it's the most square people per square. <laughs> yeah. Did Did your dad and dad have to go through the, all the, the craziness Irma and all that down there? Or uh,
2: they boarded up. And they had some trees fall down, and their their fence fall down. (laughs) No, they were home for that. But their fence fell down, but it it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Right, they were okay. When I was a kid, we went through Andrew. Oh, wow. And that was oh, really bad, yeah. and I thought this was going to be equally as bad, but it yeah. turned at the last minute. Andrew was and the big down. one that we went yeah. through.
3: That was the one that tore the big, huge tree out of our front yard and put oh, it down, yeah. down a mile. You
2: know, Well, you know, street. like canals in Florida. Yeah, The sides of the canals, the land where it goes off in the water, was all lifted right, up into the right. air like it was I, I remember um,
3: wow. I was telling a story before, you know, the listeners have heard of it, but you haven't, but my dad had little Cessna, and the plane that was next to his got unchained, flew over the top of my dad's plane, and crashed into the plane next to my dad's <laughs> plane, and my dad's plane didn't get like, touched. It was just right. wow, one of crazy. those weird things. But, yeah, we went through the uh, – the hurricanes are a trip, man. They're, yeah. like, really, really devastating. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm glad your dad and that are okay down there.
4: That's yeah, good they came out of fun. Good stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, man, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. I listen all the time, too. and You do not. Obviously, Come my mind. friends and two of my <laughs> favorite players, and it's great
4: to be here. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, we appreciate it man we Thank just you so had much.
3: lunch at a great Mexican restaurant <coughs> yeah. next to Josh's house and we walked over there and it was amazing and then me and Scott Kinsey yep. were, were me, Scott and Bruce we went over to uh, Josh's
0: studio and saw his studio it was really sweet. nice sweet I saw some pictures so. the other day <coughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> online it looks like an awesome studio man. it's, I'm, it's it really, really is. nice I'm really proud yeah. of it yeah. yeah
2: it took a long time and don't they? <laughs> and, uh,
3: <laughs> when did you start working on it?
2: three years ago <laughs> okay, so yeah. <laughs> there were starts and stops, uh-huh. you know, permit things. Sure. And um, then I had the partner, and that right. ended. And I basically, I finished construction about a year ago. What what permit, like building permit, you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, I have about. permits for everything. <coughs> so uh, in other so words. it was originally like a garage. It was right? the garage, and I added on to the garage. Give so it was feet a, it's a 1000 square. Feet.
0: Oh, it's a good so size. So is one man. of the
3: That's is good. one of the permits the actual right to do commercial no, no. stuff or any of that crap? No. That's a business. No. But he doesn't no. do that, commercial
0: stuff there. He just records that, for yeah. fun. Yeah. It's an <laughs> yeah, of office. That's an office. Right. Okay. It's right. An office, right. right yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
4: Gotcha.
2: But it's legal. it yeah. exists. It's but legal the, that yeah. it's there. But the, the building permits
3: are crazy, right? Because
2: It's crazy. Luckily I had gone through when I bought the house five years ago it had never been updated it was built in 50 so i before i even moved in i i renovated the house because it had no air no heat it had uh, the original you know electrical panel it had the roof had to come off it was like all so i went through permitting for the first time with all that and i learned a lot so that helped but it was still difficult it it
0: was a bitch to get
2: right it's well there's all these rules especially if it's detached from your home There's certain rules with what what can be detached. And then if it's actually incorporating the garage, then the rules change. Like when you're touching the garage, you can't have a bathroom. So I don't have a bathroom, you know. And, uh, you know, it also how close can it come to the main dwelling
1: right well you because you can't
2: make it a guest. it can't technically be a guest house if it's attached to the garage if i put it in the middle of my backyard unattached to anything could have been whenever i wanted Could have had a bathroom Mm -hmm. been a real called a guest house but then the law the rules would have been well it can only be so close to the the main dwelling Mm -hmm. and how big can it be based on the overall size of your whole lot so there's all Mm -hmm. these things you have to Whoa! It's a a lot,
4: located of, located lot of hoops to jump through. Well, this in. is the
1: first time we've ever discussed yeah. anything like this. On yeah, I had a, I had a guy yeah.
0: come yeah. over when I was building this. Well, because this is grandfathered in, right? And um, <laughs> when I had a guy come over, a fellow musician, he was a DJ, did a lot of Madonna stuff and big artists, and he'd built, he'd spent all this money on the studio, and he was re, uh, redoing his bathroom and he brought over the inspector to do the right thing for his house mm-hmm. and the inspector was like oh what's 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 that over there
2: <laughs> which by the way is bullshit yeah. they're not allowed to look at what's not on their appointment
0: well this guy mm-hmm. went to town and he ended up he, he fought it for like 2 years spent a ton of money and he ended up giving up and just demolishing his whole studio and redoing it again such wow. bullshit they're he not was, supposed to do that yeah.
2: they did that to me during the house wow. when i bought the house it had you know like a not a pergola, but like a, you know, a yep. overhang on the back porch yep. that was there when I bought it. And, you know, it was unpermitted apparently, but I didn't know that. And as they were checking all the other permits, he was like, I don't see a permit pulled for this. And it's not up to code. You got to knock it down. And I'm like, this what is nothing fuck? to do. I didn't do this. It's already here. You know, Isn't that grandfathered in? No, I had to knock it down. And then I built wow. another one and got a permit well man
3: i mean you know what congratulations in order for all that bullshit you had oh, to go yeah. through and now finally you got a great place and it's awesome thank you it's you know it's, it's really there's nice. all
2: these like cool benefits i'm sure you know just having the, that i didn't even think of like uh-huh. being able to have you over today or or when my yeah, friends yeah. need to you know come over even just to play loud music by myself at sure. three in the mu- in the morning yeah. without pissing anybody off i can do that, yeah. and, like and I did a similar thing
3: at my house. You've been to my house, yeah. Where I had to uh, put in the split-level air conditioner because mm-hmm. obviously, if you have a window, a, a window air conditioner, you might as well have an open window. Yep. And yeah. The whole yeah. neighborhood hears what you're doing, and that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Then I had the the uh, construction guys come over and wall up the windows just push the window frames out of the wall and wall it up okay and and I'm, i've got the same exact situation as you i can play music until i mean i can crank a 100 watt marshall as loud as i want until about like midnight one o'clock and then i just you know then the na- it starts to float in the night air and the neighbors okay. can kind of hear it and then i shut shut down and so i don't i don't abuse the privilege of being able to to play loud but but hey all day long up until like midnight, I can crank. And that's amazing to be able to do it's, that. It's, it's, it's amazing. A, it's really nice. And,
2: and that like, was another reason it took me so long to build it was because I didn't want to cut any corners. I knew I knew exactly what I wanted. I had the plan, and I knew eventually what I wanted to be able to pull off. So I didn't want to, as as it was going by, oh, I'll take this off my list of dream things for the studio. Mm-hmm. So it would slow me down. I'd run out of money, you know. But I I, I didn't want to... To, to so, cut the corners.
3: Let me ask you this question. This is, um, you know, I'm sorry if we're talking too much about gear, but I, I'm, I'm just curious about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when because Bruce is his favorite subject, you know, when we're not
2: talking. What cable do you plug in yeah, straight yeah. to your <laughs> amp with, that's Bruce. Like Bruce?
3: Bruce loves <laughs> <black> talking about <laughs> A gear. A black cable? Yeah. yeah nice. I, I'm always the one that's like, can we please talk about Charlie Parker and some of the jo- old <laughs> jazz, <laughs> jazz yeah. Yeah. And, and And Bruce just doesn't want to talk about anything but fucking gear. It's so boring. Get, I know. But I know he's always asking anyway. me, but what, I, what I, tubes I, should I
2: put Park, in? Uh,
1: there's a new Charlie Parker pedal out that I think <laughs> you guys need to know about. Really? What's it called? It's called the Charlie Parker pedal. Oh, okay. And it, yeah, it's, it's a really big pedal. It's like a bird. It looks like a bird. It, know, drinks a it drinks a lot. It drinks a lot. It's got a really bad heroin habit.
2: But it swings really hard. Oh, man. It, man yeah.
1: You need this pedal. Yeah. Everybody needs this pedal. Fine, you can yeah. get it from me at BruceFirman.com. <laughs> Is it only dotted eighths? uh no 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 it's got this uh, this whole other uh oh what do they call God. it quantizing i guess i picked the wrong night to quit drinking yeah. <laughs> so, speaking so of which yeah you make so me, um that whole idea makes me thirsty yeah so, so we're having trouble because we're having a maid in india mm. uh, what is this shit that's and, you tequila. Know,
4: what the fuck where's that's my brandy that's and my, my shit good. uh i can
0: get you your brandy. really too. you have, it. have get it. Get get it. Some some it there's a little bit of that okay on. Yeah, we have the try. We get tequila in New Zealand.
3: Well, you know what? Let me just try it. <laughs> Maybe I'll like it. That's I usually just have no. tequila with orange juice. So I've never had it by itself. Let me
2: try it. Uh, it's
1: nice. Anyways, yeah? so Josh. Yes, Bruce. Jeez, look, he brought out a whole wet what is, bar. What's the, you know, do you <laughs> mind? You want to keep talking about gear? What's, I don't know no, what, what was Scott's, was, Scott's gear question. Here was, here was my question. Oh, okay. So you got your studio going. Yeah. And you know you need
3: certain things that you absolutely have to have. Yeah. Obviously, you bought that console from from Alan. Yeah. It's oh. a great console, and and so when do you did you acquire the knowledge as an engineer to mm. know which rack mounted gear you absolutely needed to have who who taught you all that stuff?
2: Nobody taught me, but the same way it is with guitar stuff. I'm a little obsessive when it comes to knowing about what I use uh-huh and I was always that way even when I was just doing sessions or working on my records in other studios. Mm-hmm. I was very much not taking notes but mentally like. What do i like why do i like the way this mic sounds why do i like the way this pre sounds why you know why does that work why so i was always taking notes just kind of in my brain and with
3: compressors and yeah yeah understanding what they
2: do and and then i had like a a mental wish list of the things that were important to me in the studio like the mix the board right not you don't need a console anymore it's not Uh super important even Uh if you want to mix outside the box you can get a summing mixer sure but my thing was i feel confident now as an engineer in the tracking sense, I can get great sounds. I know how to mic everything up. I know how to get good phase, get good drum sounds, bass sounds, guitar sounds, but I've never mixed before. You know Uh what I mean? I always hire mixers or work with mixers. So if I was gonna dive completely in and teach myself how to mix, I wanted to have a console and learn to do it the old school way with EQ under my fingers and learn to do it that way. And also the console was important to me on a personal note because I like the the records I love and the music I love were all tracked on consoles where everything was through the same pre. There was a glue to those records. Right. They weren't cherry picking like, man, I only use this pre for kick drum because it's so fucking fat, you know. It was no, it was whatever console the studio had that was the sound of that studio. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something like that in my place. This is what my room sounds like and this is what you're going to get when you come here. What's what's it. the the desk? I have maybe. a Trident Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's
3: Alan Hertz's old trident that he's okay. had for a long time. Right. It, Alan Hertz is the drummer that used to play with me, and he's mixed Vibe Station. And He's going to mix my new album. Yep. And uh, in February, and he's a he's a great engineer. He's a he's, really great. engineer. He's a really great engineer. So yeah. so yeah, man. So that's really interesting because I just know that Mike Land actually told me the same thing. Yeah. He said almost used the same words that you did from doing all the sessions that he did for all the years he just kind of took notes at what was going on and like asked the engineer questions like what what are you putting why are you doing this why are you doing that and oh, you yeah. learned by just doing it
4: yeah
2: yeah and it's and I also I'm guilty of with same with guitar gear I'm. I just want to know always, like what's new, what's what exists. I I want to be on top of it always, like. Sure. So now I'm that way about all the studio stuff too. Mm -hmm. It's like I want to know what's new.
0: That hole or that Pandora's box you opened. Yeah. Is scary as hell because like some of that gear is.
2: It's for the first time I've I've gone my whole life without selling guitars. Like it was to me that was like a sin. Like you know what? Even if I don't use this guitar, it's gonna hang around. You know what I mean? And. That changed once the studio happened because <laughs> right. I needed certain sure. things. And you you're know,
0: like, "Oh man, if I get this yeah, vintage, But you're right. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, what are
3: you going to do with a guitar? So what? I mean, you know, I'm not sentimental about that shit either. If I, I used to be. Now I'm a little less. Yeah, so,
1: there's I'm, a couple yeah. I let go that I'm sorry I did. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: there's yeah. other. Yeah. There's always that. Yeah. I sold <laughs> a Les Paul custom. I still wish I had. Me but, too. <laughs> but you know, the thing is is that you've got something that's really working on an everyday basis and it's and it's making it's enriching your life more than that guitar would. So hey, there it you go. It was
2: certainly a dream to have this studio, and it's just part of what fucking is necessary in diverse diversifying yourself to be able to yeah, make yeah. a full living doing sure. what we do. What's, Josh, what's ass, what's
0: the one piece of gear you just like, yeah, I got it. That's really besides the desk. Like, well,
2: I just got it studer a 24 track oh,
0: tape machine damn but it was a
2: gift i didn't pay for it so i have to get it working it needs a little love right a little love yeah but it's like i always thought well maybe one day i'll get one of those yeah. and then i was i work with rafael sadiq this great yeah. artist and yep. we were rehearsing for this show in brooklyn last month and i was at his studio where i've been a million times in the last 10 years and he just got a few new tape machines and a couple were out in the garage and i said dude you get some new new machines he's like yeah i'm like what are you gonna do with those he's like i don't know yet i'm like do you want to sell one and he goes just take that one
0: wow <laughs> so i said are
2: you sure man. he goes yeah i got a u-haul immediately and got it out of there before his yeah well that's
3: one i'll do a little <laughs> advertisement for josh because like a lot of studio owners who probably like you know you build a studio so you can do your own music Josh is recording other people, so his studio is like you're having other people come in, full bands, and whatever,
2: whoever. Right now I'm producing a guitar player from Brazil, this guy Arthur Menezes, who's a really great guitar player. What's the
3: name of your studio and how do they get in touch with you? (laughs) Flat Five. Flat Five Studio. Why why is it Flat Five?
2: (laughs) Well, because it couldn't be Blue Note, so it is the Blue Note, so Flat Five. So it's a Flat (laughs)
3: Five Studio, (laughs) and how do they get in touch with you? Just on your website? Uh,
2: Just at Facebook, or my website is Uh joshsmithguitar.com. That's so cool, man. Awesome, man. Because
3: you can track a whole band in there, man. It's oh, absolutely And you, yeah. it's really nice.
0: Are you getting um guess it's so hard like every, it seems like everyone's got a home studio nowadays. Yeah. A lot of people doing their own stuff, but the difference between doing it yourself or going somewhere where they've got that extra bit of killer gear, mm-hmm. which just sounds like you're just, you're building that, right? Yeah. Or you already have.
2: Yeah, I'm building that, you know, there's still some pieces. Is it what's a piece? All? Yeah, no. Never what's what's a piece you that, that you would you love? Like to get? don't, I don't, 500 I don't have Poltex or yeah. Fairchilds. I don't have a Neumann sixty-seven. Right, right. Oh, man, you know, I like know this
1: guy that does have a ridiculous amount of microphones. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, amazing. And when you talk to him, all he talks about is the ones he doesn't have. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> right. <laughs> really? You know, a Norman, I mean, like, a Norman forty-seven or sixty-seven just, is like five thousand oh, bucks. More than that, he's on the trail of something. He's never, you know... Oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. I mean, he's got a But you can
2: team. lose track. Like, I have more than enough to make any record that yeah. needs to be made. Yeah, back exactly that, right. You know what I mean? And then,
0: yeah. plus, are you, you're Pro Tools based?
2: Pro
3: Tools yeah. based, yeah. yeah. I've heard Kinsey talk about... My, all he talks about is mics. <laughs> him and Hertz. They talk about mics. Oh, well, mics. Alan is the worst <laughs> because you know, he. Alan just he's obsessed with that he's stuff. He's so, so obsessed with But he's with knowledgeable, so I can
2: he, lean yeah, on him. man. I mean, like, he's actually taught me a lot in the last year.
3: Amazing.
0: Wow. So what are you... What's happening in Joshua's world? What's what are you doing A lot of the
2: diversification basically. I yep. you know when I first moved to LA I've been here 15 years and so I was 22 when from? I moved here, from Florida. Okay. And when I moved here I had done nothing but my own career an artist, you know, playing blues rock, blue, you know, whatever. And sounds silly, but I had had almost a whole career by the time I was 22 from 12 to 22 touring nonstop, putting out records as a kid, you know, and when i got married and wanted to be a real adult uh and pay bills and things <laughs> like know, that you can't do both yeah, <laughs> yeah you
3: can't. sorry dude you <laughs> cannot do both and i That's knew i right.
2: couldn't get another job you know so right. it was like this is all i could do yeah so i came i decided well let's move here we moved here right after i got married and i thought i was probably good enough to work just as a guitar player and i would never worry about being an artist ever again and for the first seven years living here that was the case that was all i did was tour as a side man with different artists and do whatever sessions I could do you know yep. and little by little every year it would swing back the other way where people would want me to do my own thing and then maybe a little more the next year and then I got a record deal in Europe so then I started going to Europe a couple times a year and the next thing I knew I was doing my own thing six months out of the year and now it's really like I only do my own thing so the studio was kind of the way for me to keep making money when I'm home not doing my own thing because right. I still do do sessions. I'm trying to, you know, I'm not on Tim Pierce's level, but I, I'm trying to at least get to where I can I can do that. When the, people send me the tracks, I can give them whatever they want, very high quality. I do a decent amount of that. Yep. And then I do product demos and videos like Pete Thorne, nowhere near as much mm-hmm. as him, but that's a little extra money. Mm-hmm. You know, lessons and things like that, uh, video lessons and all that. And all those things bring mailbox money in. And then now I'm starting to produce for other artists back yeah. there in the studio. And all those things add up to not quite making enough to pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. After all that, you still can't fucking make
3: your nut. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Welcome to the music industry. Welcome to the music world. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's it, Since you've moved to LA, have you seen, and I'm, I know everyone's probably got an opinion about this, but just how much it has changed oh, yeah. just with technology and... You know, it's moved out of the bigger studios. Everyone's got their own studios and it's 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 probably it's way harder to make a buck.
2: It's my first 4 years here. Yeah. I could count on at least 3 times a year doing a record at East West or at Sunset Sound for some artist on a major label, working for a week and making $12,000. You know what I mean? Wow. Like and if you do that 4 times a year, Good year. you're not like amazing but it, it it takes pressure off for another month after that you know what i mean yeah those records don't fucking exist now no. like there's none of those records yeah. you know there's something about you Something I don't understand. How a woman's so sweet and so small, and she can crush glass in the palm of her hand. there's something deep inside of you, and it ain't my foolish pride, but I don't ever wanna get on your bad side, you act so sweet, and you're side of you, something you can't never
4: hide, and I'd be a fool to get on your bed. Fool, Lord, I'd be a fool to get on your back.
2: So yeah, it's yeah. it's way different, you know. It's
3: it's harder. I mean, just for me as a, a guy who does like the occasional solo on somebody's record or something like that, or or not just a solo, but you know, doubling the melodies or whatever they want me to do, rhythm guitar. But but it's it's far less, you know. They can afford less. Oh yeah. And because a lot of these guys, they're not on major labels. They're on either independent labels or they're doing it themselves. So that has slowed
2: incredibly Ooh. down the thing is how do, like
0: how do i recoup ago. their money like there's no recoup anymore
2: nobody but, makes any money off their huh? records anymore well no.
0: you know what i'm going to
3: disagree just because i'm lucked out with my last record well, and because i put it out myself yeah i yeah, didn't put it on a no label yeah. and i then, remember and, that and then, day I was <laughs> yes thank you I said, yeah. scott, scott he had
1: this record label was fucking him around because he had been just sold to somebody new and yeah. they weren't returning his calls yeah. i said scott do it yourself. Yeah. You'll make some money. I should and, have know, listened
3: you, you, to Bruce last year, or yeah. tw- tw- three years ago when he told me that. But, you know.
1: It's worked out, huh?
3: Wow. See? You know, so. And, and Bruce uh, takes
0: I, 50%. I, 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 it's amazing. Oh
1: yeah, I, I, I haven't even gotten like, breakfast You, in you know, so. yeah, I'm sorry. I owe you so yeah.
3: much. But, you know, what? I, <laughs> the thing is, is when you're not on a label and you do put it out Extra yourself. Extra bacon, please. Uh, you do have to make a lot of trips to the post office and you do have to, you know, do a lot of shit, but. Man, my I've,
1: records are you know, all million sellers. There you go. I've got a million. I've got a million in the
0: cellar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
3: thanks, man. I have so ones you're from the one from when I was fourteen. Josh, you would, you would. When you come in, the in <laughs> yeah, right, yeah.
4: <laughs> Josh,
0: <laughs> you were, you were, you the here, you, you, you were doing the um, the side man thing. How did yeah. you like that? How was that? And at
2: first, I loved it because I had only toured in a van playing right. blues so once the first time you get on a bus you have a guitar tech maybe yeah. you know you're fine. who was the first big artist the first came? artist i put wasn't big but the first tour i got was uh was this guy ricky fonte who was on virgin records at the time it was like old school soul yeah he was actually way ahead of his time now would be way more popular because there's a lot more people doing it yeah but they put me on retainer Wow. And I right. was like this is the great I'm 22. This is the greatest fucking thing of all time. Yeah. Getting a check every Friday. Yeah. I'm traveling the world. Like it, it was it was unbelievable, you yeah. know? But little by little it wears thin. Especially once you've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Once you start realizing like you're just, tired, you know, you, you know what it's like to be on the road. It's, it's not remember what everybody thinks.
3: Me Josh, remember when you called me that time Maybe. and you were going to go out with somebody? And you were asking for advice. I don't remember about what?
2: Probably gear but of some sort.
3: It was, it was some, no, it wasn't gear. It was some kind of like road situation. Like Man. you've been on the road a lot, Scott. What what should I what do you think I should do with this? And I don't even remember what it was. Well, I don't remember either. But I remember those days when you were first starting to hit the road. Well, it was and all you were learning. Like, yeah, yeah, you were—you hadn't really been on the road that much, and the, the, the
2: i had, but in yeah, in the, in a van yeah. with my dad until so I was <laughs> right. eighteen, Good and then by child. myself, right. you know, yeah. like yeah. Play, right. and staying in Motel Six and playing the blues club three sets a night, you know, yeah. like that's different. Good old Motel
0: Six, they actually getting per diem
2: and having nice rooms now, and let, catering. Let me go and,
0: back to that because you—you started off as more of a child, kind of prodigy kind of thing he was wasn't prodigy. Yeah. okay so you did that were you were you in the group with bonamassa and all those kind for of guys? S- for certain yeah. yeah
2: so at that time when i was starting how it started for me was i you know my parents luckily like a lot of great music yeah. so my dad had a huge record collection so i grew up hearing you know albert king and the stones and charlie parker and coltrane and miles and and stacks and Motown, like just great music, you know. So I liked that music and I loved blues right away. And I realized as a 12 year old, I was pretty good. And the kids my age that played music that I was friends with at school had no interest in any of the music I liked. It was heavy metal and about to be grunge, you know, Nirvana was about to happen. And so I started asking my parents like, what what do I do, you know, I want to play. I think I'm good enough to play. So they took me to blues jams, you know. I would sign the list and play with adults. And the very first one, you know, like, I went up and played two choruses. I was real short, had my baseball cap on. But the crowd went crazy because I was a little kid, you know. Yeah. I had a Charvel with a Floyd Rose. <laughs> <you know?
4: laughs>
2: and uh, But I was hooked. The second the crowd cheered right. for something I right. did, that was it. Yeah. There was never, ever going to be anything else for me in life. you know. Yeah, yeah. And around that same time, I saw a story on the news, local news in Miami, about Derek Trucks. And he's from Jacksonville. We're the mm-hmm. same age. Yeah. And he had just started playing gigs. And he was coming down to Fort Lauderdale to play a couple gigs. And they did this story about related to the Almer Brothers, Child Prodigy. And we were watching, me and my parents. And they said, we should go see this kid. And we went and saw him. And he was fucking amazing even then. And it made me realize, you know what, I can fucking do this. I should do this. He's playing gigs with adults. like I can do this, too. And we made friends. Yep. And uh, actually, him and I played together a hundred times over the next four years, probably. You know? wow. yep. We used to play a club in Fort Lauderdale called Cheers that had two stages. I played there from ninth grade to eleventh grade every Friday night four 45 minute sets wow, from age thirteen awesome. to sixteen oh, till f- till till three forty-five a.m. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and so they had two stages, and Derek once a month would come down from Jacksonville and play the other stage. So we'd alternate sets, yeah, back and forth till four in the morning, and sit in with each other all night. This was for years. Wow,
4: man. wow. Man, and Joe never- was
2: Joe's a year, Joe's two years older than us. Yeah, and he was out even before Derek and myself. I didn't really know him then, but now I'm now I'm really good friends with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And how was? It, did you feel? And no disrespect or anything. <laughs> it sounds like a setup, doesn't it? Well, then no disrespect, yeah. disrespect yeah, at all, ready, but motherfucker, get ready, ready. man. <laughs> when he
2: says it,
1: that, it's yeah. going to
0: be some bullshit. <laughs> this is where you need the loom? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, did it feel like looking back now? Did you feel like a little bit like a circus act?
2: You know what? <laughs> no. no, no, I, well, it's I didn't. this I hate I hate listening to He's
3: that a time. An idiot, isn't he? <laughs> He's an Aussie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm just curious, yeah. like how you feel about you feel that like now. Because I think I think about how I started. <laughs> i wrong with And that would have been like the dream. What you did would have been the dream. But I'm right. curious <laughs> as as an adult now, looking back. How do you feel about that? Do you recognize that, like how lucky you were, or was it? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I felt like a bit of a circus act. Or no, I,
2: I didn't feel like a circus act. I definitely feel lucky <laughs> right. that it, it gave me a head start, without question. Yeah, like big time
0: like on the way, figuring out
1: there was a novelty aspect. To <laughs> it. like absolutely, God, circus is a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> a novelty. I'm aspect. sorry, I just
2: wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> I'm
1: no, trying to I mean, dig deep <laughs> with these. Patients, no, but I mean, Scott.
4: he's
2: right. The the reason I got like. The first band that I really had, yeah. Uh, so I started going to these jams, and someone told me, "Oh, go to this other jam. They'll let <coughs> you play probably all night. It's a looser vibe." <laughs> and the band that hosted that jam, you know, saw the crowds start going crazy for Both me. The kids, so they were immediately like, "You want to little, yeah, like, you want the want the play real gigs with us? You know what I mean? We'll mm-hmm. book more gigs." But I could have cared less because yeah, that course. was what. What, you took uh, advantage of it? it I, no, I, I felt like it. I was learning on the job. Yeah, yeah. And and man, that's the only way to learn. Yeah, and yeah. I think it certainly gave me a head start in quickly figuring out what it really means to be a professional. Boy, musician. could you please tell my students that? <laughs> <I've>
4: <laughs> well, been you tell them, like, tell them that?
2: <laughs> that's what I, all these kids send me messages like. Uh, you know, I'm I just yeah. finishing college. What should yeah. I do? And I'm Duh. like, just take every fucking gig get you a can fucking get. Gig, like yeah. play every yeah. gig for ten dollars. Yeah. Like. Uh, that's the the best Man, kind of training. Imagine,
0: yeah. I can't even imagine being that age and playing. I mean, I I was doing around 12 and 13, but not at that that level and that many. Oh, just, we
2: started touring and
3: playing that's, festivals. That's and, amazing. Yeah. That'll be so freaking You know, cool. when I was 12 years old, I had a band and the drummer was playing Tupperware, <laughs> and I had a
4: <laughs> and I had a. I had little I had a little kid guitar. Yeah, even then.
3: It was like, are you using how many the ply? Six inch Tupperware, yeah. the six ply. Yeah, yes.
1: yeah man. man, that was some vintage Tupperware, man. The new shit it doesn't sound like that at all, man.
2: What's in an Aladdin when, when Robin Williams is the guy at the bazaar? Look, it's the Dead Sea Tupperware. still works.
4: <laughs> 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 well, that's
0: cool, yeah, man. man. I mean, Tupperware, man. Like that is way cool, job It's got to be an amazing experience to have that. And it sounds like you I had did, a dad that was massively well not just supportive.
2: my dad, my mom, too. Mom, I yeah. mean, they were really cool. I had to keep my grades up, yeah, you know, yeah. and all that type of stuff. But I'm a, these guys know me, I'm a, about as level-headed a dude as you'll i don't drink i don't smoke i've never i've never had a drink i never had a a joint yeah you know i i just i was always business 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 i wanted to be a a professional and i wanted to get as good as i could as quick as i could that was always what was
4: most important
0: you're doing it man
2: i'd try you know it's you know
4: it's
0: yeah but you you tour all over, right? You go to Europe a lot still and I do. I go to Japan yeah. on
2: Friday, you know. Oh, man. I, I, awesome. Going to Australia for the first time in March.
0: Dude. But one of the things
3: that, that Josh has really done that Bruce talks about a lot, you know, cuz Bruce is always talking about the sense of community and and trying to play as often as you can around town and stuff and Josh has been doing this thing in LA for a long time where he's finding clubs to play in and and inviting people to play. I played a gig with Josh down at the beach. <laughs> Or this club it was a short-lived club, but yeah. it was fun. It was a fun yeah. hang, and we did like a blues funk gig, and it was a blast, you yeah. know, with Joel Taylor on drums and oh, Joel, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, Travis was playing bass, and we had a we had a really good time. And you've been doing that a lot. You've been finding different places to play yeah. around town and stuff. It's, you
2: know, and, it's difficult because places go under. Yeah, they don't last know, long. You
3: get them while they're and it's well, hot. Weeknights week are <laughs> yeah, hard, you know. Whatever, right. and a
0: lot of Is times it, you only right. get when you nights, moved to LA. But, did you find that? um especially now like doing that whole thing mm. trying to get out there and play it's it's a big order
2: i had no idea what i was gonna do right. like looking back i was just throwing darts at the. like yeah. i had no idea what my plan was my uncle lives here he's the yeah. only family i have here and he's a composer for film actually oh, a really wow. successful yep. one he's the only other musician in my family other than his kids now and so when i decided to move here I asked him if I could come stay with him for a few weeks first and yep. check it out, yeah. basically. And he let me come stay with him. He let me use his car. And I went out every night to the baked potato and to the mint and mm-hmm. to the ho- hotel. cafe didn't exist. But like to every jam I could, mm-hmm. trying to meet people. And so I convinced myself, yeah, this is the right move. But then still when we moved, I didn't know what the fuck I was going right. to do. And it hit us. We had just gotten married. And I all of a sudden our bills were twice what they were in Florida. And... I got my first ever real job, and still my only ever real job, testing video games. What? Yeah, here in LA for like eight months before I was working enough to where I could quit that. How, mm-hmm. is,
0: how do you get that job?
2: That was just random looking on the internet, and it was something that I was like, I like video games, like, let me try that, you know?
0: All right, hold it. How do you be, how do you do music and then video games? I don't touch them because I'm so scared to get sucked in because they're so good yeah how do you how do you monetize that time i
2: i don't get the time anymore right mostly though because my son just commands all of the xbox (laughs) time how old is he he's 12 yeah what's his name riley riley awesome (laughs) You know. after bb king
3: well you know when you yeah. when you first moved to la because i i remember moving here i went i came here to go to mi yeah so i had a reason to go here but i didn't have a way to make a living and i came here with two hundred dollars in my pocket mm-hmm. and i had to find a house luckily don mock let us stay in his house that's <laughs> crazy so it was really two hundred
1: dollars cool. was a lot different then than it
3: is yeah there. but it was it wasn't that much and, yeah, and well, we we just you know uh, i had to find a gig I the first thing I did is look in that thing they had the music connection mm-hmm. and what I found a top game. 40 gig that that was way the fuck up in Victorville and really? Longdale oh, up there you know like I I wanted to go to school every day but I couldn't because I had to gig every night and, right. and it was just like yeah I mean I had to play top 40 for 2 years in LA before I started getting any kind of decent gigs yeah. and it's it's that way when you move to a big town it's a small it's a, always a small or what do they call it? It's a, a short-term loss for a long-term gain. But there's always yeah. that
2: short-term loss. It was like eight months before yeah. I got that Ricky Fonte gig. Well, you're lucky. It was and two years. And That was my first me. touring gig,
4: <laughs> right? And
2: I, you know, I, I luck. That was just all luck. Yeah. Like, were, uh, you, there,
0: were you going out yeah. with Barry Squire? Gigs? Well, that's
2: that's how I got the first. Oh, gig okay. I, ever I did a lot of Barry Squire, Squire. Squire gigs. So I basically, a, I met a guy at some jam. Yep. And ended up on a gig with him for some singer-songwriter he knew, you know, for $50. But he was a bass player, and he knew Barry. So he was like, man, let me give your number to Barry. Barry, You should be going on these auditions. I'm like, okay. So he gives my number to Barry, and Barry asks, like, what do I do, you know, before he's going to call you? And then he called me for this audition. And the very first audition he ever called me for is remember when the... Ozzy Osbourne's show started yeah. on MTV and mm-hmm. Kelly came yep. out with a, yeah. a single the mm-hmm. Papa Don't Preach cover yep. Yeah, that was my first audition was for Kelly Osbourne wow. so I went and signed the list and I learned the tune you know and uh, you had to sign because they were filming it for the Osbournes I was yep. like this is crazy this is my first audition and I had to go back three times I made it to the final two and the dude who got the job had a mohawk so that's why I didn't get the job you know dude, I didn't I have went, as many tattoos as I through do Barry, now Barry
0: I went out for Nine Inch Nails yeah. I went out for uh, Rob Thomas. I um, mean, I went out for that Rob Thomas gig. You did? Yeah. Now, was that too? It was, when I was there, it was a manager and someone else. And the MD, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the SIR. And I had this Marshall stack behind me, and the speaker was blown. And it was the, and they're like, nah, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and play. And I had to play the Same gig. thing, yeah. It's like, fuck, the speaker's blown, dude. And he's playing like, nah, to the track, though, with no band. Yeah, playing no to band. the track. And that was yeah. the same for Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. It was just the band. Trent wasn't there, and they played the track. And they're like, dude, just go off. Do your thing. Yeah.
2: I I learned pretty quick with the audition stuff that I was... I'm curious about your guys' opinion on this. I've noticed, like, in LA musicians and, let's just say, guitar players, there's, like, all these groups. So there's, like, these guys who do the pop gigs who are, like, chameleons... But have zero personality at all mm-hmm. but they're really good at nailing parts off of some nailing parts someone else came up with sure. nailing tones that they didn't come up with mm-hmm. but they know what it is mm-hmm. and i realized like that wasn't my number one skill and then the gigs that i started getting hired for I was more getting those gigs because they liked me and what right. I did. And right. those gigs tend to last longer, yeah. but also it kept me from getting like some of the huger gigs yeah. that would have in the short term put my name out further and paid me more money. It's and a trade-off like that.
3: It's a trade-off because you want to be you. Oh, Everybody yeah. wants to be them. And and some some gigs they don't want
2: you to be you. No, no, and
3: they want a they want a generic very generic uh thing. They just don't want any kind of a, a voice.
2: Well, I was so, I was playing the parts right, but it wasn't like, you know, I didn't know yet when I was 22 yeah. exactly like, oh, that's supposed to be Italian and AC-30. That was another skill that I acquired yeah. over the years of auditioning. Like, <laughs> what is this tone? What is that tone? Because up before I moved here, I didn't care about anybody's tone but my own tone.
3: And I'll yeah. tell you something, man. You probably know a hundred times more about that than I do because I've always uh, played a Strat and a Marshall. That's all I know.
2: But like, you know? there were so, guys I met. One of the first auditions I went to, I was sitting next to a dude, you wait out line, you know what I mean? Uh I was sitting next to a dude and he had a shirt on, I can't remember the band, but it was an obscure band, but I knew who they were, so I was like, man, that's a weird shirt, like, where'd you get that? And he's like, I actually Googled who the artist likes, and this was one of the bands they really (laughs) like, and I I bought the shirt to start a conversation when I walk into the audition. Wow. There you go.
4: But yeah. like, well, I can never do that kind yeah. of thing.
2: Well, that's you weird. Know. Extra. extra
0: you know? I was in line for an audition once with uh, a, actually it was an Australian artist that was signed on a Maverick. I think the label was. And I'm standing in line of, and back then everyone was doing the big pedal boards too. So I had this massive pedal board, and the guy in front of me, um, we're talking, chatting away, and I'm like, "Oh, so you playing around?" He said, "Yeah, I'm on tour, and that was Steve Vai. Yeah, he played with Steve Vai. Yeah, it was his Steve Vai's guitarist. I'm like, "Well, I'm fucked. He didn't get it, and I didn't get it. Someone else got it. They probably had their hair right that day, you know." Yeah, but you know, then
2: other gigs, I beat out guys who I knew really well with huge resumes, you know. So
0: it's like, yeah.
2: They always pick somebody. I have yeah, this hilarious hard. story about Covington. I shouldn't tell it, but no,
3: you I'm gotta gonna tell out. it now. <laughs> you know Covington, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and I love the guy, but this is just a funny story because he went an audition for Robin Ford one time. <laughs> okay. And me and Scott Kinsey were telling, you know, uh, what did what did he tell you to do? And he said, you know, well, I, t- I got learn, it. I I got learn, I got learn this record up a fire, you know, whatever. And like he he does. And, and of course, he didn't listen to a note. He didn't listen to anything. He didn't listen to anything. And he went to the audition, didn't know the songs or anything. He just expected, because I'm a vet, and I've been playing a long time. Of course I'm going to get the gig over all these other stupid little kids. And, of course, Robin gave the gig to a little 20-year-old who knew every stitch of the music, had listened to the records, and knew where all the accents were, and Kirk didn't get the gig. But yeah. it was just funny that he thought... You know, of course, I'm gonna get it. I'm Kirk. You know, I've been playing for so many years, and I'm a badass, and he is a badass. Yeah. But yeah. you know, man, you got to do your homework if you're gonna
4: <laughs> want,
2: you're gonna audition. Did you do a lot of sessions
0: yeah. when, when? No, not, not no, no. I didn't even look at that. I I got on tours for a bunch and pop tours and, and I quickly learned that that was that was gonna run out quick, and which it does because one day you're in the band just and then up you get an and email and it's like uh with you know management have talked and blah, blah, blah and you're out and it's there's nothing it's, solid. It's, do you, you think
3: there are the same amount of like for lack of a better word cattle call auditions
2: no. these days no, no there not, were at not at all not at
0: all i i thought they were over i thought no, it was like all it's word not, of mouth it's now, not at all right? like it was before. but right. back with barry like i know when i was with barry he he probably would have had a catalog of maybe 15, 20 guitarists. Barry now tried like hard. 200. Well,
2: Barry tried hard to call the guys he thought were right for the yeah. gigs. Yeah. He really did. You he know. really
0: did work back then. Yeah. yeah. So you get a call, like the Nine Inch Nails, I got a call Sunday. Do you want to do Nine Inch Nails Tuesday? Learn yeah. five songs. Yeah, learn five songs. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I got work. a
2: lot of work through Barry. Yeah. He's yeah. a good dude.
0: He was, yeah, definitely. And how
3: does it work now? It's all word of mouth. Just Nobody calls
2: to... me anymore for that type of stuff. For okay. Sideman things, not no. anymore.
3: Well, you, uh-huh. it, we're too old.
2: I'm too old and, and fat. and. Well,
3: not only that, you but know... It, but for the kids, does it still exist
2: yeah, for the it kids? Still I think I see so, it. to some degree. Barry yeah. still does it. Barry still does some. But I think some. he's hooked up
4: with MI, He's right? with MI now. He works with MI. The, all those USC yeah. kids. They're,
1: you but know, kids. they're not going to hire old guys
0: because uh-huh. one we know when we're, get getting gigs, we know uh, we're getting bullshitted we know we're getting You see
3: kids how do they get gigs through they word of mouth like or some
1: network i mean i don't know whether it's cold uh, auditions or word of mouth but he, i know barry still does a, a lot of it. them are just you know going you know and of course going down the well i mean chute. your
3: students are really good so i mean the, the word is going to be out when somebody like you know one of your better guys yeah. gets out everybody's going to know about him because he plays his all he has to go is sit in one place and right. everybody's going to go who the fuck is this guy and the word's going to get out and he's going to get work right you know right. so that's I mean, a different story a lot of know? my
1: guys are like one guys music director for John Legend and was in Michael Bublé kind of at the same time oh what's that dude's name Ryan Lerman yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's been my student since high school. Yeah, he, hired he was my student. He's now he's probably teaching me, right? <laughs> he, he hired Lamar for, read, for read, that read, game. Read his resume. Yeah. He's probably got where he taught me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where he taught you? <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely. A, a, I, th- I feel like it's even more so mm-hmm. of a scene now, and you know, it's a younger. It's a younger. Well, Blake it is. But,
1: I mean, come on. You're you're a pop star or a rock star, and you're playing in front of you know the people that children do, that do that yeah do you want one of us, or do you want <laughs> no, some we young you kid out of school? Exactly. Place? You that's want awesome. some kid
0: who's going to shut up. He's going to room with a oh, bunch you of mean, other you people. Mean, that's the business side. Yeah, that's that, the business that, that, side. That, of it. that yeah. maybe
1: is true or not. But just in terms of what it looks like, yeah. If the kid's going to fucking slam the gig and play and great, yeah. that's yeah. what you want. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. It fits with the it fits with the vibe you're trying to sell to the world.
2: Yeah. You
0: know, you basically, they can't afford us
1: at this. So, like. They can't, no.
2: and I don't, man. I've gotten to the point
1: that I mean, wait a minute here. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I work cheap, man. I'm a whore. Uh, really, yeah, I work I mean, cheap. I'm I, I, I pretty <laughs> well think I, I'm like the In-N-Out burger of guitar players. But uh, no, no. They, so you're telling they, me that's why Beyonce hasn't or, been... I'm not saying they could or, or, or couldn't afford us. They wouldn't want us. No,
0: no of course not. Of course but not. They wouldn't want us. But... If there was a gig, Josh, who would you want to tour with? If you if you had a choice, like, "Oh, man, I'd love to do you that." You
2: know what? I've been a couple of people have asked me that lately, and I don't have a good answer for it because like the huge gigs that I dream of, they don't exist anymore. How about Steely Dan? That'd be fun. Yeah, Steely Dan would be fun. That'd be a fun gig. Um, I like that music. Like, I guess, uh, you know, Stevie Wonder would be fun just to yeah. play those tunes for a while. Herbie yeah. Hancock. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> you know, but like like the, the huge dollar Sideman gigs like McCartney or Clapton or Sting, like the same dudes have been doing those gigs forever. For, forever. Rusty, Rusty
0: yeah. Anderson. I, I was working with Rusty when he got the Paul McCartney gig. Yeah. I was like, damn. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I,
2: I've reached, I'm kind of at this p- spot where unless it was like one of those gigs that was going to pay me 10 grand a week and change my life for a year you know James taylor yeah james Mm -hmm. taylor you know like change your life type gig where you do for a year or two and you buy a new house you Mm -hmm. know that i i'm almost to where i don't want to go on the road unless it's for my own thing because i need to be getting something out of it not just those games are so rare
0: they hardly ever exist anymore and they're so rare and the guys that have got them have locked them up
3: I've never had to worry about it because no one's ever offered it's an easy (laughs) answer it's like who would you play with or like how would you change if you changed your life what would it be and you go never had to think about it because no one's ever called
1: but you know uh, just you know it's good to kind of have in mind things that you'd really love to do because it helps you sort of your thing together, you know what I mean? Like God, I, I mean, I can think of, lo- of lots of bands I would really like to play with right now. They're not pop bands, rock bands, you know. But I mean, but sometimes in my mind, just thinking about, wow, I'd like to work with that and with that, it helps me keep my, you know, my mind open as to how I would play that gig, and it opens me up to finding new things in my own playing, even though. I, I probably will never get called for that gig. Just imagining that—that's you know—I would like that gig. Then I'm, you know, it helps guide my sort of development. That mm-hmm. makes sense.
3: But you have worked with like you know, Bruce has worked with some of the greatest jazz musicians, without question. Yeah. You know, and and I haven't worked with a lot of musicians, but my thing with Zolinol, i mean, Zolinol is my idol. He's like to to me one of the yeah. greatest musician. And after working with him for four years. I really can't think of anybody that I really want that would top that. Yeah. You know, so I could, if I can't, if, if the money isn't going to top it and the artistry isn't going to top it, why not just do your own thing now? Yeah, because
2: oh, there's yeah, you're nothing right. left. It's either sure. so yeah. much money or the artistry that right. makes it just, I have to do this. Right. There are not that many of those kids. No, Nine I can't females? think of one right now Man, that, that many, I would want to
3: do. You know, mm. except Steely Dan, because I do really like Donald Fagan's writing, and yeah. it would probably pay pretty good, and I think it would be fun. That's yeah. the only thing And you would I kill think,
4: that gig. <laughs> well,
3: I think it would be a fun gig. That's the only gig I can think of right now that I really probably would have a lot of fun on. Even if I only got to play eight measure solos, I would yeah. still enjoy it, because yeah. I like the music.
0: But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a different ballpark, but definitely, how old are you, Josh? 37. You're thirty seven. He's just 30. a pup. You're, a You're like that little puppy I saw today at your house. <laughs> <laughs> but at that age, you really want to be investing in that yourself why he's humping yeah. Yeah. at this time. <laughs> you
3: <know>. Stop humping for <laughs> legs. I'm yeah. sorry,
1: man. It's okay, man. It's embarrassing for you. For me, it's yeah. kind of a, a, a kind of you know, like it's It's
2: flattering. a show of appreciation of love, I mean, <laughs> <you know>? yeah.
0: <laughs> But yeah, yeah at man. this at this age you might as well be if you gotta do it, because... Those big gigs are very rare. To get a money gig that you love yeah. and want to do it, it's like winning the lottery. You must well be doing your own thing. There's a it's little, amazing yeah. for
3: Mikey playing with James Taylor because although I've never seen the show, I've heard that he gets to play a lot. I've seen gets him and really, he does, yeah. It, it really gets to show his thing and do his thing and he probably has a great time. So and it pays really and good, it pays great. and the I band mean, is so, you world know, class. class. Good for yeah. Mikey, man. Yeah. But I do remember telling Brad, Bradshaw one time where he said, "You know, who, I said, who's in who's in that band?" and and. Uh, and he said, Well, it's Mike Landau, um,
1: um, that, uh, Steve Gadd,
3: Steve, Steve Gadd, Gads- Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Larry Barry Golding. And I said, You just don't need a band that good to play Fire and Rain. I'm sorry. <laughs> that makes me. That,
1: it was quite, quite the obvious, I'm, I'm angry about it. I mean. It's such a good band, it's no, ridiculous. No, no, I'm good band. angry about it. It's like <laughs> Landau should be doing his thing. Larry should be doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Gadd should be doing his thing. James Taylor, could, I got students that could play that gig. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like
0: I, I could play that gig. I'll it a check. But James hear, doesn't want to hang out with you, students. I want
1: to hear Landau out doing Landau's thing. I mean, no, not that he doesn't do great with James Taylor's music, and not that Larry Golding's isn't phenomenal with. I James. think
2: Mike, Mike part of Mike's thing was like he worked so much for so long. I don't think he's used to being able to do his own thing for at yeah. full time.
1: I, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just, it's my jealous. Artistically. It's my, it's artistic. my No,
0: I, I agree with you. I want to hear him do his own, God. God. Raging Honkeys, man, his own Raging thing. Raging Honkies, I man. Another Raging Honkies album. Obviously,
1: you're going to hear Larry Golding's do his own thing. And, you know, I've, I hear that a lot. And, and for especially being here in L.A., I get to hear him do lots of different things that are really great. Uh, like, you know, I heard Gad's band for a second. Oh, know? yeah.
2: That was, was amazing Mike. seeing was Gad good. with Mike, you yeah.
4: know. Yeah.
1: And uh, you know, I mean, but I'd just like to hear them do their thing more, more because I'm, I'm you know, it's yeah. just a jealous thing. I mean, it's almost a joke.
3: No, but it's true though. Each one of those guys has a really great talent on his own. Each one of those guys is a songwriter and absolute yeah, music. Who can turn and down
1: the money and the music. No, with James course. Taylor is
0: great. It is yeah, great, it's fun music. music. Well, yeah, so if you're you going to be out in the road, that's a pretty damn good. And person it's a comfortable to tour. Yeah like yeah. you, you know as adults everybody's an adult exactly yeah. Yeah. it's
2: very comfortable yeah. you know yeah mike yeah mike when i moved here was like you know i met scott pretty early i met mike right away like i he was so helpful to me when i first moved here he would recommend me for sessions he couldn't do every now and then and when i first moved here he let me carry his shit for him one time uh-huh. because i had done a session and i felt like i had no idea what to do Right. And I asked, could I watch you on a session? And I went with him to a session. I carried his amps and shit and watched him do this session for an Italian guy. Mm-hmm. Probably Eros Ramazzotti. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it blew my fucking mind. Because yeah. I had no idea what it meant to really be a studio guy like that. You wow. know what I mean? And yep. it was like...
0: <sighs> how, do, how, how does that come about? How do you get to ask Mike Landau? I was this
2: snotty little kid. I just I don't know why he liked me, but the I, I, first thing I did, you know, I moved to L.A., and before I even, like, start making friends, every guitar player I meet asks me if I've seen Mike yet at the Baked Potato. Right. I'm like, no, not yet, but I'm going as soon as he plays there, you know. And I knew Mike just from, maybe I had Tales from the Bulge, and I had seen James Taylor. Right. But I still didn't get it, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And when i saw him at big potato it was holy fuck, you know like okay this is un- unbelievable and i just walked up to him and i said hey i just moved to town you know uh, my name's josh blah 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 and he was like okay nice to meet you but then i came back the next time and said, hey remember me i'm josh whatever yeah and i don't know i mean i think i gave him a record maybe and he liked it and we started talking and then i met kirk who's my best friend and kirk is friends with mike and yeah. it just became oh now mike's my friend you know and mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
0: That's pretty cool. G'day, lads. G'day, love. G'day, mum. G'day, dad. G'day to you. Hope you are well. Welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. What are we at? 93. Woohoo. 93. 93. Well, um, I... <laughs> Welcome. This is at the end of the show. What are you talking, Troy? Oh, well, there you go. This isn't the intro. This is the outro. Or am I going to do the intro? Uh, no. Nah, let's leave it like this. Bugger it. Something different, right? So, anyway, that was Josh Smith. Uh, we thanks, Josh, for coming in. For Joshy. Joshy Smith. <laughs> I suppose he going to break it down. Um there you go that was a good one we've got a little bit more of Josh coming up next week we'll, uh, we'll continue with this lovely little podcast we've got uh, Nick I want to say Nick Crenshaw <laughs> Nick Crane Nick we've got Nick coming up Rainville Granville <laughs> tradition I'm going to fuck up every last name if We we get Steve Byer I'm going to have to call him Steve V Steve Vian anyway so uh, yeah I hope you guys enjoyed that. Josh is a good bloke. Had a lot of good stuff to say, interesting stuff. And uh, we're going to, um, as I said, continue on with next week. We'll, we'll do that. And um, amongst other things, continue on guitar wanking and podcasting. And whatever you're doing out there, I hope you're safe. hope we're all looking after each other in these crazy times, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God we've got guitar wank. I don't know how many lives we seriously are saving through this one podcast, but this is our contribution to uh, mankind because I'm sure a lot of you might have just offed yourselves by now, but you're not because you know next week, next Monday, another guitar wank, and you're not going to miss that. So uh, we'll we'll pat ourselves on the back for that. If you feel so inclined to give back to guitar (laughs) wank... After listening to all my bullshit and you wanna donate <laughs> oh my god, excuse me, donate to the podcast. You can go to the website guitarwank.com and uh, hit the donate button and donate a massive amount of money. You can just do that if you want to. That's totally up to you. Or you can do nothing. Um, and just continue listening and uh, yeah, and get all the wealth of information that is going to enrich your life as a player and as a human being. Um, Yeah, so go back to that donate button. Donate! And uh, give us everything you have. Uh, You can buy a mug or a t-shirt there, and if you don't want to do any of that and basically bugger off, Troy, you can just tell your friends about the podcast. We have new listeners every week emailing me and telling me that they didn't, had no idea about this Guitar Wang podcast and they're blown away and they love it and they're going back and listening to all the other episodes. Catch up! Damn it! <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, next week, we'll continue with Josh. I said that. To all our sponsors, thank you very much. Wireworld Pro Audio Cables. Um, Dear Dario Guitar Streamers, Jimmy Dunlop. Exotic Pedals. AEA Ribbon Microphones. Sennheiser Microphones. Um Johnny, sir. Guitars and amps. Um who else? My Music Masterclass, oh Bruce is actually in the uh my Music Masterclass uh video place wherever they do that doing a new video this week. So that's we're going to get to uh talk to him about that. That'll be great. And we'll catch up with the guys, see what Scotty's been doing. Ah, oh, it's all happening, ladies and gentlemen. My God, it's just, there's so much going on. A lot of fun leading up to our 100th show. If you, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're doing for the 100th show. I still have no idea. I have to work that out. Uh, All right, shut up. Let's get back. Oh, by the way, these were, um, Josh Smith tunes that you were listening through this episode. I'm sure you go look up Josh Smith, look up his website, you can find his stuff. He's probably on iTunes probably everywhere go buy it share the love alright guys um, big thanks be safe lots of love and keep wanking guitar wanking that is and we'll see you guys next week for another an amazing installment of guitar wank. seriously I'm just trying to extend the bullshit as much as possible alright guys have a safe one I'll see you next week